23 and 27. We'll also go over to 2 Chronicles 34, verse 13. Man, Lamentations 3 and 27. It is good for a man that he bear the yoke in his youth. That word yoke really can be translated to burden. To burden. 2 Chronicles 34 and 13 reads as this. Also, they were over the bearers, the burdens, and were overseers of all that wrought the work in any manner of service. Now, the Levites, there were scribes and officers and porters. Man, if we could also turn to Luke chapter 9. Verse 62, got several scriptures today, but man, I feel it's necessary to read them today. Luke chapter 9, verse 62, and Jesus said to him, No man, having put his hand to the plow and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. After these things, this is chapter 10, verse 1, After these things, the Lord appointed other 70 also and sent them to Two before his face, and to every city and place whether he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. Amen. One more passage of scripture. Amen. Numbers chapter 11, verse 16 and 17. This is the account of Moses, and the Lord is speaking to Moses. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation, that they may stand there with thee. And I will come down and talk with thee, and I will take of the spirit which is upon thee, and will put it upon them. They shall bear the burden, the people, with thee, that thou bear it, not thyself alone. It's a conversation here that's going on that is a transfer of anointing, transfer of power, uh, transfer of spirit, amen, as the kingdom of God is going forward and the work that is going forward. Amen. I want to communicate something to tonight to this church, man, that I felt um, so strongly in prayer and meditation in the Word of God. Man, I want to preach from the thought tonight, bearers of the burdens, bearers of the burdens. All across this house, if you can put down your Bibles, and I want you to lift up your voice with me. Right now, before we get into the Word of God, if we could just pray, amen, and engage in the presence of God right now. Lord, we love you, Jesus. Come on, all across this house, from the front to the back, side to side. Come on, go ahead and lift up your voice and pray with authority and power and anointing right now. Lord, we love you, Jesus. We thank you for your holy word, oh God. I pray that, God, your anointing would rest upon me today, God. Lord, hide me behind the blood of Calvary, God. I pray as we communicate the word of God. Lord, let the pulpit and the pew get connected tonight. 
God, as you have a word for your people, God, that you're interested in communicating. Lord, I pray, have your way in this place. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, all across this house. Why don't you say, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Why don't you give the Lord a hand and clap of praise as you are seated. Praise God. Bearers of the burden. The kingdom of God is simply God's mission and demonstration. The kingdom of God is God's mission and revelation and power and demonstration. Before the kingdom is revealed, we find that the kingdom of God is revealed in the New Testament. We see the fulfillment of all things that went throughout Scripture in the Old Testament. We see that now it starts to come together in the New Testament. We see the fulfillment, the revealment of the kingdom of God. We see uh, what God ultimately had planned. Amen, the mission of God. God has a mission, and in that mission, God has a church. Amen, the church does not have a mission, but God has a mission. And within that mission, the church is intertwined in the mission of God. This was the very thing that God established when he looked at Adam and Eve. And scripture would say, be fruitful and multiply. Amen. Growth and expansion is a part of the mission of God. Growth, expanding, dominion, power. Amen. Enlarging territory. Amen. Some of us, amen, I would say of myself, amen, I know how to enlarge some territory. Praise God. As I sit down and eat a good plate of food. Amen. Enlarging borders. Man, when somebody starts talking about weight, I love the response that somebody says that says, man, I'm just, I'm blessed. Man, the Lord's just enlarging. He's just blessing. Man, are you thankful for the blessings of the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. But the kingdom of God, the mission of God is a kingdom of, of growth and expansion. It's a part of the mission of God. We see this in creation, Genesis 1 and 28. One version reads it as thus. And God blessed them, granting them a man's certain authority and said to them, be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth and subjugate it, putting it under your power. A man rule and over, dominate the fish of the sea the birds of the air, and every living thing that moves upon the earth. The kingdom of God, the mission of God was meant that the people of God would have dominion. Dominion and authority. This is the, this is the conversation that, that the Lord is having when he's considering Adam and Eve. And we understand as we look at scripture, hey man, what comes in between? Hey man, this dominion. We see that sin interrupts this dominion, sin interrupts the very power and the anointing, amen, that God was wanting his people to operate under. We see this breach, amen, in the pattern 
that God instituted. We see that this breach and what God instituted on these three levels, amen, that God intended to man, man to have this dominion and power. This was the same idea that God gave those at Babel. Amen. They were meant to be fruitful and multiply. But at some place, they begin to say, well, we'll just stay right here. We'll make ourselves a name and, and we'll build ourselves a tower. Amen. And that's why that the Lord began to disperse languages and he began to disperse the one common language and begin to disperse them all across the world. Why? Because it was meant for the kingdom of God, for the people of God to expand. It was meant for the kingdom of God to go forward and to enlarge itself. It was not meant to stay within the borders, within the confinements, amen, but it was meant to expand out. We understand that the revealing of God's kingdom is not a revealing of simply by flesh and blood. The kingdom of God is not revealed to us simply by just by carnal means and by a carnal nature and by a man what we understand uh, through the things of the flesh and the lens of the flesh. But the, re the revealing of the kingdom comes simply by the spirit. This is what was told to Peter in Matthew 16 and 17. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood have not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. He said, Peter, blessed are you because the carnal mind could not tell you this revelation about one God. The carnal mind could not tell you the revelation about this great kingdom. But Peter, you got this revelation by spirit. Peter, you got this revelation uh, by transmitting that came simply only by the spirit of God. There are some things that can only be transmitted by spirit. There are some things in the kingdom of God as the kingdom is enlarging itself, as the kingdom is expanding itself. There are some things that can only be grabbed a hold of by the spirit of the Lord. It cannot be by carnal means. It cannot be by the, the carnal nature, but it is simply by the spirit. This is the conversation about the transferal of spirit to spirit, from generation to generation, from person to person. The responsibility of the kingdom of God as it goes and it's transmitted from person to person. Hey man, there's probably people in this house, hey man, that have been living for God for over 30 or 40 years. Hey man, some that have been filled with the Holy Ghost for many years. And, and as one generation possesses that power, as one generation possesses that anointing, as one generation possesses that spirit, hey man, as they possess it, there is a transferring of spirit. There is a transferring of power. There is a transferring of anointing. Hey man, it does not always go as plan. It does not always go as desire. Hey man, but the perfect will of God in the kingdom of God is the anointing that was on a previous generation and the anointing and the power that rests on the elders of this church. Hey man, would be an anointing and power. Hey man, that begin to be transmitted to a younger generation. Hey man, the same anointing, amen, that rests 
amen, on, on Bishop Frost, amen, as it's been transmitted and it's passed down, amen, to Pastor Bradford and as the anointing that rests on Pastor Bradford and as the shepherd of this church, amen, there's an anointing, amen, that flows and rests upon the man of God. The Bible gives us the picture in Psalms of how it speaks of how good it is for uh, uh, brethren to dwell together in unity, how to live together in unity. The Bible says it's like the precious oil, amen, that as the oil that they begin to anoint upon, amen, Aaron, it begin to flow all the way down, amen, from the top all the way down. It begin to flow, amen, down his beard, and it went down to the bottom, amen, of his garments, amen. In the kingdom of God, that's how the anointing and the power of the Holy Ghost operates. Amen. That anointing starts at the top. Amen. But that anointing begins to trickle down. Amen. To the bottom. Amen. It starts at the top. Amen. And it begins to flow all the way down. Amen. The way that we get the anointing of God operating amen, in our lives is as we allow, amen, the anointing that rests upon our pastor, amen, that we allow that anointing to flow down to us, amen, in obedience to the word of God, amen, it seems like a small thing, amen, that you're a your obedience that you give to God faithfully week after week. Amen. It's not a small thing. Amen. But when you are obedient to the word of God and amen, when you're obedient to the man of God, there is an anointing and a blessing that begins to flow down in your life. Amen. There's an anointing that starts, amen, at the man of God. But when you align yourself with the word of God and with God and God's man, amen, there's an anointing that begins begins to flow down on you. Amen. Can I preach to you tonight? Amen. That it is the perfect will of God. Amen. That the saints of God have an anointing. Amen. That rests upon their life. Amen. From the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Amen. It's the perfect will of God that the anointing flows in your life. Amen. You may say, well, preacher, amen, the anointing is just for the preachers that sit over here. Amen. The anointing is just for a few. Amen. But the Bible lets us, let me, lets me know and lets us know, amen, before we're ever called to be a preacher, amen, before we're ever called to be a minister, amen, the scripture lets us know that we're called to be saints. Amen. And that lets me know that there's an anointing and there's a power that rests upon the church. There's an anointing and a power, amen, that God intends to rest upon his people. Amen. Not to be people that simply just sit, amen, on the pews, amen, and just occupy. Amen. And pay their tithes and be faithful. Amen. All of those are great things and are ordained of God. Amen. But the way that the anointing works, amen, that everybody in this building, amen, no matter their lineage, no matter if they're first generation generation and amen in reality we're all first generation amen because God does not have any grandchildren amen scripture lets us know he only has sons and daughters amen so that lets me know amen no matter how long or what the lineage is amen that God has a purpose and plan for everyone in the house of God it doesn't matter your pedigree it doesn't matter the money in your bank 
Amen. It doesn't matter who your daddy is. It doesn't matter who your mama is. Amen. God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has an anointing. God has an anointing and purpose, amen, that God has instituted to rest upon his church. Amen. The Bible talks about how it's good for man to bear the yoke in his youth, the burden, to bear the burden and responsibility. The Bible gives us an image that animals, the beasts, the beast of burden, to carry the weight and responsibility, amen, for service, for work, Whatever thing that is needed in labor, amen, that this beast, this burden, this ox, it carries the weight and responsibility, amen, to, to serve and to bring about the very purpose that its master needs. Amen. The Bible gives us a good picture of this, of those that would bear burdens in Scripture. The word bearer means one who carries or sustains. It comes from the word bear, which is old English, to carry, bring forth, give birth to, and produce. Can I tell you tonight that it is the will of God that we all be fruitful trees. It is the will of God that we all produce and bring forth fruit. It's the will of God that we bring forth Amen. And produce the very thing that God has called us to produce. Amen. When Jesus looked at the fig tree and the fig tree did not embody what he intended that fig tree to embody. Amen. Scripture lets us know that he began to curse the tree. Amen. Because the tree was no longer bearing. Amen. What it was supposed to bear. Amen. In the kingdom of God, every saint of God, every child of God. Amen. God's called you to bear fruit. Amen. Not just fruit, but much fruit. Amen. The Bible lets us know about the man. Amen. That walks in the way of the Lord. Scripture says he shall be as a tree. Amen. Planted by water. Amen. That it, it produces. Amen. It brings forth life. Amen. It brings forth sustenance. Amen. It proceeds and produces. Amen. Can I tell you tonight? Amen. It's the will of God that you produce in your life. Amen. It's the will of God that you have fruit in your life. Amen. It's the will of God that you give birth to some things in the kingdom of God. Amen. It's not the will of God. Amen. That you be barren. Amen. But it's the will of God that you bring forth fruit. It's the will of God that you have a tree that's producing, that brings forth life, that brings forth, that produces and gives life to other individuals. Man, I don't know where we get the idea and mindset and idea at sitting and simply just occupying, hey man, without a title, we can never do anything for God. It doesn't take a title. It doesn't take some great title in the church to be someone who's mighty used of God. It doesn't take that pedigree, as I said, it doesn't take that name for you to be something in the kingdom of God. When God would look at the disciples and when he would consider and he would look at Peter and he would look at John and he would look at these simple men, he would look at these people, amen, he would give them an opportunity and an invitation, amen, to be able to follow after him. 
would give them the opportunity and the ability to sell all that they had, even though no matter where they came from, no matter what their story was, no matter what their experience was, he came by and told them and said, follow me. I want you to leave everything that you've known, everything that you've experienced, uh, hey man, everything that you've been through. Uh, I want you to follow me. Uh, hey man, I want you to sell all uh, and give me everything. The kingdom of God is in need of people of God that take up the responsibility and burden and says, Lord, I want to bring forth. Lord, I want to give birth to some things. Lord, I want to give birth to some new babies in the kingdom of God. Amen. I want to produce and bear fruit on my tree. Amen. To see there was life and sustenance and and bearing and bringing forth. Hallelujah. This was the mindset of Hannah. Hannah had such a great determination and a resilience to say that I am going to have a man child. I am going to bear this burden and weight upon me. A man that seems so heavy and seems like I cannot carry it. But the desire that Hannah had in her hunger and desire to see forth that she would have a man child. Hannah had the determination that said, I will do anything to see that this would come about. I will do anything to see this child go forth. And so Hannah finds herself in a place, amen, where she's doing much prayer and she's doing much things before the Lord as she is consecrating and committing herself to God because she wants to see fruit come forth in her life. She wants to see that man-child come about. She wants to see that kingdom be expanded. And Hannah, in her desire, she's not selfish in that, Lord, I just want the man-child for myself. But she says, Lord, if I receive of that man-child, that I will give him back to you. And Lord, when you give this to me, I'm, I'm not holding on to it for myself. But Lord, I am giving it back to your purpose. Amen and plan. Amen. Second Chronicles gives us the picture, amen, in Revelation that each in the kingdom of God there was purpose. Each person had a responsibility that they were to feel. Each person had a weight, a end of the stick that they were supposed to carry. Each person had to bear the burden and responsibility, amen, of, of, of different works and things in the manner of service. Different people would carry that weight and they would not allow, uh, amen, that weight to just simply go past on their side. But the responsibility that God was calling them, uh, amen, to weigh and, and to hold on to themselves, uh, amen, they were to carry that weight. Amen. Can I preach to you tonight and what I feel so strongly? Amen. As I begin to pray about where you are tonight, amen, and where this church is. Amen. I firmly believe that there is a younger generation in this church. Amen. Can I preach to about the 40 and under right now that God is calling you, amen, to bear the burdens of this 
church. Hey Amen. I know that we have good elders in this church. Hey Amen. That have been faithful living for God for a very long time. Hey Amen. And have served and been faithful and been the very strength and backbone of this church. Hey Amen. But the Bible also lets us know, hey Amen, that it's old men for war, old men for counsel, and young men for war. Hey Amen. Can I preach to you tonight that there is an anointing and there is a power that God is wanting to rest upon this younger generation, amen, of young couples, amen, and young adults and young people, that there would be a mighty anointing that begins to rest in the house. A burden, a responsibility that says I'm not depending. I feel like this has almost been a theme. I preached about it to the young people, and it just won't get away from my spirit Amen, that as it begins to trickle down and as it is rest upon the top and as it is flowed down, amen, from generation to generation, there are, are people under the sound of my voice, amen, that God is calling you to higher places, amen, God's calling you to new heights, God's calling you to a new anointing, God's calling you to a place of authority and dominion, God is calling you in the burden of the service, God is calling you to bear the burdens of the kingdom of God. God is calling you to rest and let the burden lay on you of this church. Amen. It's rested on many others for many years. Amen. It's rested on many elders and many good saints of God. But I firmly believe in my spirit. Amen. That the strength and the backbone of the church like it was on Friday night and tonight. Amen. Young people that allow the presence of God begin to flow and move in their life and in their heart. Amen. As that younger generation, amen, allows that anointing and that power to rest upon, that there is a flow of blessing and there is a flow of power and anointing. Amen. God has not called you just to make money. Amen. And have a successful business. Amen. All those are the will of God and we're thankful for it. But God's also called you, young couple, to have a mighty anointing upon your life and you may say well I'm not a preacher and I'm just nobody amen but can I tell you that in your business and in the things that you have in life there is a mighty anointing that God wants to rest upon you for the purpose of where this church is going hallelujah do you believe what I'm preaching to you tonight amen this is the will of God you bear that responsibility, you bear that call, and you bear that anointing. Amen. Your perspective and understanding about the church is the responsibility cannot just rest on one person's shoulder. The responsibility, the anointing, the work, the burden cannot just simply rest on a, a, a pastor and, and, and a family and, and just a few men. But that burden and responsibility, hey man, it has to be laid all upon the church. It has to be laid all the way down in the pew. It can't just be the pulpit, but it has to be the pew. The pew has an anointing that God institutes, that he institutes to rest upon his people, not simply just to sit idly by, but to walk in that same power and that same anointing that your pastor walks in. 
Amen. No, you won't preach the message. No, you won't take the authority over people's lives. But that anointing and blessing that's upon him begins to flow in you. And all of a sudden, you see blessing in your life. You see favor in your life. Amen. You see the riches of the Lord in your life. Hallelujah. Burden and responsibility to reach this city. The kingdom of God cannot be just on a few, but it has to be on the many to reach the few. It has to rest from the front to the back, side to side, generation after generation. It has to rest on you and I to see the kingdom of God go forward. It has to rest on you and I to see the mission of God be up accomplished. Hey Amen. The kingdom of God has never had an issue. Hey Amen. With the harvest. But Jesus let his disciples know. Hey Amen. That the harvest was plenteous, but the laborers were few. The harvest was never an issue and problem in the mind of God. The harvest is always great. It's always plenteous. It's always large. But the one thing that it was that there was laborers that were few wasn't many laborers that were engaging in the harvest. There was not many laborers that were engaging in the midst of the work, in the midst of the responsibility, in the midst of the burden. I'm so thankful for a church like this that so many people I've been able to see over the last couple of days, people that just work hard and find themselves getting plugged in and helping bring about the vision and the purpose and plan about in the kingdom of God. That's a completely 100% apostolic as that anointing begins to flow down that every person finds their place, amen, in God's kingdom and their responsibility. It does not matter who we are or where we are. There is a place in the kingdom of God for you. Amen. I come to remind you again tonight, uh, there is a place for you. There is a place of service for you. There is a place for you to work in the kingdom of God. Everybody is needed in God's kingdom. There is no elite. Amen. There is just no just hierarchy, but every person is needed in the work in the kingdom of God. What I'm trying to encourage you tonight, amen, that there is a burden that God is calling uh, this church to bear and to carry. Uh, and it can't just be on a few of us. Uh, amen. But it has to be on the majority of us. Uh, and it can't just be on an elder generation. Uh, it has to be on a younger generation uh, that some young married gets a burden uh, and says, I'm starting a Bible study in my house. Uh, and there's some young married uh, that says, I'm going to go out and reach and knock doors. Uh, amen. With the outreach program. Uh, and there's some young person uh, that gets fueled up and on fire for God uh, that says I have a place in the kingdom of God uh, and it doesn't take me getting behind the pulpit uh, it doesn't take me preaching uh, it doesn't take me getting the land lights uh, amen but it takes me just getting involved uh, in the harvest uh, amen it doesn't matter if I'm cleaning toilets uh, amen or if I'm preaching uh, it doesn't matter if I'm an usher uh, or a greeter uh, I just want to find a place uh, in the kingdom of God uh, it doesn't matter if nobody sees me doesn't know who I am as long as I'm bearing the burden as long as I'm bearing the responsibility as long as I'm letting the anointing flow in life hallelujah the mindset that John the Baptist had reflects what I'm preaching right now 
Because John the Baptist, when they asked him, who, who, do you, who are you? Who, who do you say that you are? And John the Baptist simply just lets him know, and John gives us the account. He says, I'm just, I'm just the voice of one crying in the wilderness. John didn't look for fame. John didn't look for a land, for, for big lights and stages. John knew what his responsibility was. He knew that he had to decrease so that Jesus could increase. And John knew that I just have to do what God has called me to do. It doesn't matter if it seems insignificant in the mind of somebody else. If God called me to do it, then I'm going to do it my very best. And if God placed it in my hands, I'm going to make it the very best. If it's outreach, I'm going to make it the very best outreach. If it's me being an usher, I'm going to be the very best usher I can be. If it's me singing, I'm going to be the best singer that I can sing. Bless God when I get that mop. Hey man, I'm going to be the best mopper that I can be. If I pick up that vacuum and I'm vacuuming, hey man, I'm going to be the best. burden, responsibility that God's called to rest upon his church. The anointing that can transfer down. It's easy to get so captivated with what you see right now. There's a preacher standing behind the pulpit as he preaches the word of God. And there's an anointing that comes upon a preacher to communicate. But understand that week after week, as the man of God preaches behind this pulpit, as your pastor preaches, amen, there is a transferal of anointing that as it begins to go forth from this sacred desk, it begins to rest upon you. Amen. And when that anointing begins to rest, we decide what we're going to do with that anointing. It's not just simply to come and hear the word of God and say, well, that was a great sermon today. Man, pastor really cut up. But no, it's to take that word. It's to embody that word. It's to allow that burden to rest upon you and say with what I've just heard right now, I'm getting ready to carry that message. I'm getting ready to carry that truth. I'm getting ready to carry it into the harvest. I'm getting ready to carry it out into the field. Hey man, your pastor has spoken about the vision of what they want to see come to pass, about expanding authority and expanding dominion in the city of Bakersfield. Can I tell you tonight, it's not simply in just a man of God having that burden and that vision to see it come to pass, but it's in you saints of God that you allow that burden to get a hold of you and say, pastor said uh, that he wanted to start another campus uh, or he wanted to start another Bible study uh, and it takes you getting that anointing uh, and that passion uh, and that zeal that says uh, if the man of God said it, uh, hey man, I believe it uh, and I'm getting ready to bear my load. Uh, I'm getting ready to bear my burden uh, and it's an anointing that God is putting upon Hallelujah. I want somebody to say, I'm anointed. Oh, say it like you believe it. Come on. Praise God. You're anointed. You got purpose. You got power. You got dominion. He told Adam and Eve, I want you to go subdue. I want you to take authority. I want you to have dominion on three levels of your life. 
Hey, man, you know it's the will of God for not only you to have dominion of your inner self. Hey, man, but it's dominion that you have authority on the outside around you, the things that are outside around you, the forces, uh, amen, that try to come up against you and try to come against this church. Amen. That's why the Bible says the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Uh, amen. As the church is going forward, uh, as the church is moving forward, uh, amen, the gates of hell, uh, amen, it cannot prevail. Uh, why? Because the church is just pressing and going forward. Uh, and the church has dominion and authority and power. The same anointing and power that rests upon this pulpit is the same anointing and power that's supposed to go out to the pew. That you are anointed for the service that God's called you to. That you're anointed for the purpose that God has called you to. Hallelujah. This is what he began to do. Man, I'm, I'm closer to getting done than you think. You know, you probably been thinking I've been a little long last couple services, praise God. But it's not going to be long today. Man, this is the mindset and idea he had when he, that, that anointing, that burden. You know, sometimes they make fun of preachers that like to walk around a little bit, but I just, just like to walk around. Can I get to where you are today? Man, musicians, please get ready. We're going to wrap this up soon. Man. Jesus had this mindset, the idea of the sharing of that burden, the sharing of that anointing. So he calls 70 because he realizes how great the need is, how great the burden and responsibility is. So when he looked at the multitude, the Bible says he was moved with compassion. But he said before they could even go out and he began to disperse them in the 70 and going two by two. The Bible also talks about Matthew's version gives the accord that he induced them with power. He endures them with an anointing. He endures them with a dominion. That as he goes, begins to go out and disperse because it wasn't just enough for the spirit of Christ to be on the earth, but there had to be people that took on the spirit of Christ and begin to allow that message and that word to begin to disperse into all nations, into all cities, and into all places. That anointing that was shared, that anointing that was spread abroad. And so that's the idea of the 70. It's no different from Moses in the Old Testament. Amen. When the elder tells Moses, Moses, you can't do it all by yourself, but there has to be a sharing of the anointing. There has to be a sharing of the power. And he said, I want you to grab 70 people. I want you to grab 70 that are able, that, that are able, that you trust to be able to do the work of service. I want you to grab them and that same anointing and that same spirit that's upon you, Moses. I'm going to distribute it upon the people and they're going to help you in the manner and work of service. They're going to help you go forward in the kingdom of God. That same anointing and power. I'm trying to encourage somebody tonight on a Tuesday night. There is an anointing and power that God is interested in demonstrating, amen, to this church, to a younger generation of this church, that anointing that begins to consume us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet, that we no longer cast the burden aside to someone else, but says, I'm going to birth something in the kingdom of God. I'm going to carry this burden and weight and responsibility. I'm not going to depend on somebody else, but I'm going to carry my weight kingdom of God all across this house if we could stand the burden the responsibility the harvest 
truly is great, but the laborers are few. The expansion of the kingdom of God does not happen simply by observation, but for the mission of God to go forward and to gain dominion and authority as God has ordained us to have. Amen. It takes you and I shouldering up. It takes you and I getting a hold of that responsibility and says that I'm going out into that field. Amen. I, I, I just feel it so strongly. I'm telling you, there's, there needs to be some people that get, get on fire about soul winning. There needs to be some people that get some zeal in their spirit about the kingdom of God and about expanding and about dominion and about power and about authority. There needs to be some people that says, I'm not waiting until they just come, but I'm going to go find them. I, I, I'm going to go find the brokenhearted. I'm going to find those that are in need. I'm going to find those that have been bruised and broken. Because what good is the word of God going forth, but the word not beginning to have legs and hands that begin to go out into the city. Because as you begin to go out into this city and you begin to declare the word of God, you're pushing back the powers of darkness. You're pushing back every lie in this city that said there wouldn't be a church in Bakersfield. You're pushing against the lie that says uh, this message won't work. It won't heal the meth addict. Uh, it won't heal those that are broken, diseased, uh, and with problems. Uh, what I've come to preach to you tonight so plainly, uh, that there is anointing and burden and responsibility uh, that I'm trying to drive into you tonight. Uh, amen. That there are a younger generation. Uh, will you rise up to the occasion uh, and let the anointing and power God rest upon you. Hallelujah. All across this house, can you close your eyes? I want you to lift up your hands right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want this altar call tonight to be a little bit more pointed tonight. Hallelujah. Don't stop praying. I want you to continue to pray right now all across the house. But I want this altar call to be a little bit more pointed tonight that every person under the age of 40, I want you to come down to this altar tonight. Every person, whether married, single, or not, if you're under the age of 40 years old, I want you to come to this altar right now. Hallelujah. 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 I'm telling you what I feel so strongly. There is power. There is power when you begin to let that anointing just begin to flow down in obedience to the word of God. Seems like a small thing, but I'm telling you, if you allow yourself and you take what I'm preaching right now seriously, I'm telling you, in some of your lives, there's going to be some things that begin to open up uh, that God is going to begin to use you because as you are obedient to the Word of God, there's an anointing that begins to flow down. 
I know that the responsibility that many people that have uh, when you begin to have children and many young marrieds in this house today, uh, but I really want to encourage you tonight. Uh, there is an anointing and there is a power. I'm telling you that God is wanting to rest upon you, uh, amen, in the furtherment of this church uh, and where God is trying to take this body uh, and the vision of this house. Hallelujah. All across this house, I want you to lift up your voice as loud as you can right now. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, as they begin to sing right now, come on, just lift up your hands. Come on, there's an anointing coming upon right now. Come on, young married. Come on, there's a burden, there's a responsibility that God's given you. There's ministry in this house. 